Amen. And so guys, I'll just remind you, this, uh, this series was kind of birthed out of a prayer. Uh, prayer I began praying for the church that I'm asking you to pray with us. Uh, it's a big prayer. It's a faith-filled prayer. But here it is uh, on the screen. We're praying uh, for, uh, that the Lord would add to our number 100 people and $100,000 in 100 days. Okay? That's nuts. That's a, that's a faith-filled prayer, but, but that's what we're asking for. Um, and, and so the Lord has already provided about 30000 of, of that 100000 um, Some other stuff is in the works, but we're just praying. We, we believe in a God of miracles. We believe God that shows up and shows out, and uh, he's our provider. And so we're going to keep praying that. But, but like I told you guys, we always knew, um, we're, we're talking, we're hopefully in the building end of March uh, or the week before Easter, which would be April 2nd. Easter is April 9th uh, this year. And so, so we're praying for that all to happen. And, uh, and so along the way, we knew we would need to add people. So this service, you look around and go, hey, that's pretty full. I like that. If you came to our second service, which by the way, if you think this is a little too full for you, let me invite you to our second service, okay? Uh, it's wide open. You can sit wherever you want to. And quite frankly, we need some of you in that service. So if you don't have uh, high school kids that are, are going off, our, our youth actually meet during the second service. If you don't have high school kids, consider maybe coming to the second service instead. And, and we can help you uh, fix your serve times and things like that. But just pray about it. It'll be good. Um, but, but, but we're focusing on people um, as, as we prepare our hearts to enter the new building, to enter the Easter season. And that's what it's about. And so this series on evangelism, I shared with you this quote uh, that was, was falsely attributed to St. Francis. It said, share the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. It says, share the gospel at all times when necessary, use words. And I said, here's the problem with that. He never said it, number one. And number two, we like it because it means we don't actually have to speak. But the scripture clearly tells us we need to speak. So last week, if you weren't here, go online, listen to the message. Very straightforward. Our words are necessary. Our words are necessary. So this morning, I want to talk to you about the power of our words. I'm going to talk to you about the power of our testimony. And you may hear that word testimony, and you may be thinking this morning, I don't have one. Uh, mine's kind of shaky, uh, but I hope and pray that our time in John chapter 4 uh, radically changes your thought on that. So if you have your Bibles, here's where I am. John chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Uh, let's get in this together. Yeah, we're still working through that, so good stuff. <clears throat> Here we go. It says, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard he was making and baptizing more disciples than John, though Jesus himself wasn't baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and he went again to Galilee. He had to travel through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar near the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, worn out from his journey, sat down at the well. It was about noon. Now that's part of why he was worn out. It was hot. It wasn't in the morning, it was in the afternoon. That matters, so it's noon, it's warm. He's sitting down, he's worn out, he's thirsty. Verse 7, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Okay, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her, because his disciples had gone into town to buy food. Uh, look, at, look at how she responds to Jesus' request. This is key kind of to understanding the passage. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a Samaritan, two descriptors here, a Samaritan woman. Two descriptors she has for herself. So big deal. Um, guys, during captivity, when the Jews are taken away, some Jews are left behind. They intermarry uh, with people they weren't supposed to intermarry with. And, and they, they create what the Jews thought was an impure race 
okay? Uh, or, or half-breeds is how some of the Jews thought of them, and they were looked down upon. So, so, so Jews looked down on Samaritans, but then in this culture, uh, remember, a, a, a Jewish male even looked down on a Jewish female, right? You, you think about all, all those, those roles uh, kind of in society at that point. So, so a Jewish male speaking to a Samaritan, uh-uh, but a Samaritan woman, double uh-uh. So she is in shock. She's in shock. It's noon. It's the middle of the day. It's just her and Jesus. And, and, and this Jewish uh, teacher is speaking to her. It's kind of a, a big deal. So Jesus answers her, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would ask him and he would give you living water. So Jesus is here at the well. By the way, it says he must go through Samaria. Uh, that, is, that is part of, of the route. I think it's also divinely he must go through Samaria for this moment. And he's like, hey, I'm here to give you a gift. Like, that's who I am, right? Sir, the woman said, man, you don't even have a bucket and the well's deep. So where, where are you going to get this living water? You aren't greater um, than our father Jacob, are you? Well, he gave us this well, and he drank from it himself, as did his son and his livestock. Jesus said, everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water springing up in him for eternal life. Sir, the woman said to him, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and come here to draw water. Coming here to draw water is a problem for her, and we'll talk about it in a second, okay? So Jesus says, when she makes that statement, this is his response. Well, go call your husband, he told her, and come back here. She responds, I don't have a husband, to which Jesus says, you have correctly said, I don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the man you now have, another translation, the man you're now living with is not your husband. So what you said is true. So she says, I don't want to come back here to this well. Why do I not want to come back? Why, why is she here at noon, by the way? Most women are getting water in the morning when it's cool, in the cool of the day. She is not in the cool of the day. She is in, in, in the heat of noon. Uh, she's out here by herself getting water because she knows who she is. But she's shocked because Jesus is talking to her, because he's a Jew, because he's a male. But she's also shocked because of who she is, because she has had five husbands. And even in, uh, around her people, the people of Samaria, she is an outcast. And the outcast of the outcast is now having a conversation with the Son of God. Right? So I just, I just I want to set the table Sir, the woman replied, verse 19, I see that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews say the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus told her, believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you don't know. We worship what we do know because salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and is now here. Right? It's here, right now. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, Why, well, I, I know that the Messiah uh, is coming, who's called the Christ. When, when He comes, He's going to explain everything to us. Check out this declaration from Jesus, verse 26. Jesus told her, I, the one speaking to you, 
am he. Okay, can we just recap for a moment? The first time Jesus reveals his identity is not to the, 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 the holiest of holies, not to the righteous of righteous, not to those that have all their junk together, but the first time Jesus reveals his actual identity is to the outcast of outcasts. That's who he reveals his identity to. To this woman at the well, he's like, you're talking about the Messiah. Sweetie, that's me. That's me. That's who's talking to you right now. It says, listen, just then his disciples arrived, and they're amazed that he's talking with this woman. Like, what are you doing? Right? What, what are you doing? Yet no one said, uh, what do you want, or why are you talking with her? Then the woman left her water jar. She went into town, and she told the people, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? It says, they left the town, verse 30. They made their way to him. In the meantime, the disciples kept urging, Rabbi, eat something. Jesus goes on and says, like, this is, I don't need food. I've got spiritual food. And, and, and this ties in with last week, ready? He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. I'm in verse 34, to finish his work. Jesus told them, don't you say that there's still four more months and then comes harvest. Listen to what I'm telling you. Open your eyes and look at the fields because they are ready for harvest. The reaper is already receiving pay and gathering fruit for eternal life. Now skip down to verse 39 with me. It says, Now many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of what the woman said. When she testified, he told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. He stayed there two more days. Many more believed because of what he said. And they eventually told the woman, We no longer believe because of what you said, since we've heard for ourselves, and we know that this really is the Savior of the world. Whew. Wow. So last week I shared with you guys that we've got to use our words not just because we're commanded, but because the harvest is plentiful. Because there's a great need. We talked about the United States of America. There's over 100 million unchurched people in our country. Population-wise, that would be the 12th most populated country on the face of the planet. So we don't have to go across the globe to be missionaries. We just have to go across the street. We're going to continue to talk about why our words are necessary. So two things I want you to see out of this text this morning. Here's the first. I want you to know that if you've received the love of Jesus, you indeed have a story to tell. Right? If you've received the love of Jesus, you have a story to tell. And, and, and so uh, she has this encounter with Christ and, 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 and what does it say? Immediately, she goes out and she begins to invite people, come and see this man who told me everything I ever did. Now, you may think that's not much of a story, Pastor, right? I mean, I mean, I mean surely it's got it's to be more than that. And I'm going to submit to you this morning, no, it doesn't have to be more than that. Because the heart of what she's saying, I don't want you to miss it, what she is saying to people that know her, to people that know her reputation, to people that look down upon her. She is going out to the people that she's been dying to avoid, right? She's, she's going at noon to get water. She doesn't want to be around the other women. She's tired of people talking about her. So she's an outcast in society, yet she meets Jesus, and she goes to the people she's been trying to avoid, and she says, hey, come and see, man. This guy knows everything that you know about me, and yet here's the testimony and yet he still loves me. 
and yet he still loves me. That's the story. The story's not, hey, hey, look, my life is perfect. Uh, yeah, I realize that I'm kind of a mess up and I've made all the proper changes and look, now I dress the right way and, 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 and my hair is just the way that you'll accept and I've, I, I now speak and when I drink, I hold up my pinky like this. Like, that's not the story. Man, the story has nothing to do with her performance. That always, it's just his love. Like, hey, this is me. You know me. I'm, I'm the mess up you all talk about when your doors are closed. But man, this mess met the Messiah. And he loved me. You should let him love you too. Like, that's the story. And guys, I'm just going to say to you this morning, that if you have had an encounter with Jesus, if you have ever experienced his love, then you have a powerful story. I meet so many Christians, y'all, that think that they don't have a testimony. It drives me nuts. So many of you, like some of you, well, I was just raised in church, and you know, I wish I had a test. I hate that phrase. Please don't ever say that phrase. I love, I might preach to you if you say that phrase in front of me. I've got a pocket sermon ready. If you say, well, you know, I just wish I had a, a better testimony. You know what I mean? I was raised in church. My parents were Christians. I came to faith at an early age. I can't exactly, like, I don't know what it was to not follow Jesus. Hallelujah! Amen! There's so much stuff, that, that so much ammunition you never gave to the devil. Praise God for you. Because those of us that didn't, man, life stinks. Right? Because the devil knows every nook and cranny, and he's constantly hitting us in those areas. Right? So praise God for you that didn't go down that path. And, and, and listen, your story isn't about drastic change anyway. It's about the love of Jesus for who you are. Right? That's what the story is. So I, I just want to start there. Like, if you receive the love of Jesus, you have a story to tell. Second, I want to share this with you, and, it, and it's crazy. It's this, it's that your story... We call that your testimony, by the way. Your testimony has the power to bring people to Jesus. Your testimony has the power to bring people to Jesus. First Baptist Church of Elgin, I want to speak to you from my heart. We have to become missionaries. Everyone, not one, not just two, not just ten. We, all of us, have to be focused on, on the harvest and bringing people into the kingdom. That has to be what we're sold out for in this town because we believe we have the answer and his name is Jesus. It's not that we believe we have everything together or that we're perfect. We have the answer. And I'm, what I'm saying to you, and you haven't believed this about yourself, so I'm speaking it to you. I love you. Listen to me. Your story is powerful. Okay? It's powerful. The way it is, is powerful. That whatever that story is, if you have met Jesus, there is power in what he has done for you. Just in the fact that he would love you, there's power in that alone. Look at John 4, 39. It says, now many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of what the woman said. And what did she say? By the way, I want you to notice, they didn't believe in him because she was perfect. They didn't believe in him because she was all of a sudden righteous and she had good behaviors and she stopped cussing and she stopped sleeping around. Like, that wasn't the belief. They actually came because this guy loved her knowing who she was. This God loved her in spite of all she did. And they go, we got to figure that out. All right? If that's the Messiah and he meets you where you are and he can love you, then maybe he can love me. We're all seeking love. We all need acceptance. 
And we have this amazing God that says, come to me, all you who are weary and broken and messed up, and I will give you rest. I'll love you. I will love you and it'll be enough. That's the heart of Acts 1.8. If you ask me, what is a testimony about, Pastor? This is what I'm going to submit to you. I don't think your testimony is about you. Can I jack up your whole world for a second? I don't think your testimony is about you. And I think the reason that more Christians don't share Christ, that, that don't, they don't use their words, is because we honestly think our testimony is about us. And most of the time, we're not killing it. Anybody else? Amen. Hallelujah. Right? And so when you're not killing it, you feel like, well, I don't have anything to share. My, there's no power because my life doesn't match in the world. Like, like that's, you think it's about you? It's not about you. It is about a God that loves you so much that he gave his one and only son to die for you while you were a rejecter of him. Or you hated him. Like, that is the gospel. It's just about the love of God. It's not about your performance. It's not about your performance. I think that's the heart of Acts 1A. Acts 1A, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and to the ends of it. Notice you'll just be my witnesses. A witness just tells what they know. That's what she did. This woman is like, hey, I want you to come and meet this guy. I think he's the Messiah. Right? I believe him to be the one we've been waiting for. And get this, here's my story. It's all about him. Man, he loved me, knowing everything about me. He loved me. He accepted me. Come and meet him. He'll love you too. Like, that's the invitation. Anybody else feel like that might be a little freeing? Amen. Anybody else feel like that might loose your lips a little bit if it's not about you having to have it all together all the time? Like, hey, hey, you need to come meet Jesus because he's changed my life around and I have all of it together and life is great. Well, what about when your marriage is struggling? Is Jesus still good? Is he still on the throne? Is he still holding the world together, including your, your messed up life? Absolutely, right? So our story is about him. It's not about us. So I want to give you some tips for how to work on your testimony. And we believe in the power of your testimony. I think if we're going to um, be the people God's called us to be, we, we have to start get, getting comfortable sharing our testimony. So we're going to run through these super quick, okay? Uh, number one, testimony tip, I want you to think and pray about it. I know that sounds silly, uh, but some people don't do that. Um, you should actually spend a little time working on it. Uh, like maybe write something down on paper. So think and pray about it, all right? So things like this, like what, what moment or moments stand out to me, right? Uh, for, for the woman at the well, I think the moment that stands out to her is that she is there, she's hiding from society, and yet there the Messiah meets her, knowing her, and he still loves her. In that moment, he loves her. Right? So, so what moment, what, what exactly happened? When did you realize that you needed Jesus? And by the way, I've given you all these. You don't have to write anything down. Uh, uh, tip number two, keep it short and to the point. Okay? Your testimony shouldn't be a million minutes. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, we don't, you don't need a sermon. That's, that's why you guys pay me, uh, quite frankly, and I appreciate it. And so, uh, like, yeah, that's good. Um, it's good to be able to pay my bills. Um, but, but you, testimony, like, it should be less than three minutes all day long. Like, what was her testimony? Come and see a man that knows everything I did, yet he loved me. That's the story. That was the whole thing. And, and the whole town flocked to Jesus because of that short and simple message. It needs to be short. Uh, don't let um, too many details distract from the main idea. 
right? Well, and, and then you see, and, and then uh, this guy was, was telling me about Jesus, but this dog was barking. It was really annoying me. And then this bird came down and started chirping. And then my, my phone rang. And now I got this text. And like, like, what are you talking about? Just, just, just keep it super simple and super focused. Number three, focus on how meeting Jesus impacted you. For some of you, that's before and after. God bless you. Uh, that's great. And maybe that's your story. Hey, before I was this way, and then, and then I met Jesus, and my life changed. Many of you have never shared your testimony because you don't have before and after, right? Because you don't. Either, uh, either you've, you've fallen back into some stuff currently, so you don't feel comfortable talking about the after, or you were raised in church, you met Jesus at an early age, so there was no radical uh, change, and so you think you don't have a testimony. That's why we have these others. It's not just before and after. It's also, and then I knew, Right? Like, like the woman on the well, we don't have a before and after, right? It's just, and then I knew I was loved. That's it. And then I knew, right? Something changed. I knew that God loved me. Me, this mess of a person. He loved me. He'll love you too. Come and see, right? Uh, and then think about the gospel, right? Don't leave the gospel out. <laughs> she's, she, she's like, he's the Messiah, by, by the way, in context, they knew what that meant. I'm going to talk to you about not using um, Christianese here at next point, but, but they knew what that meant. But in, in our context, we've got to change our language a little bit. Number four, allow the simplicity of your story to be enough. Allow the simplicity of your story to be enough. What was her, what was her testimony? Right? Her testimony is, I want you to come and see. I want you to just come and see the God who knows everything about me and yet love me in, in spite of it. That's a testimony. Just keep it that simple. So I want you to avoid Christianese. Uh, what is Christianese? That's using big churchy words. Ready? So something like this, maybe avoid that. Um, well, you know, at exactly the predestined moment, I believed in Jesus Christ as propitiation for my sins. I was justified by Christ's righteousness that was imputed unto me because of inaugurated eschatology. I'm currently in the process of sanctification. And when Jesus comes back at the second coming, I will receive my full glorification. And you may know what that means. By the way, that's all biblically accurate, in case you were wondering. That's all biblically accurate, but it is gibberish to anybody that has never studied the Bible or theology even, right? And so avoid that, right? I, I, would, I would challenge you, don't over-embellish, okay? Your testimony isn't just about, it's about Jesus. So you don't need to over-embellish. Don't try to make yourself out to be like, like, like if, okay, so... Um, Early on, uh, so my testimony before uh, Christ, I, I had this period. I, I did not feel loved. I didn't know who I was. Uh, I, I started turning to alcohol, uh, abused alcohol. I've got a few times in my life that, like, like it, was, it was pretty bad. Um, you know, like the over-drinking like, was bad, bad. And, and, uh, but um, I was not, having said that, like, like I, could, I could give that testimony and act like I was an alcoholic, that I woke up every day with the shakes, but that's not the truth. Right? That's not the truth. I was just trying to mass pain, overdid it, uh, and, and I was in a cycle where that's, I was kind of doing that on a regular basis. But at that point, I'll just tell you, I wasn't an alcoholic because I didn't have to do that every day. I, I never got shakes. And I, like, it wasn't that. Um, I could over-embellish to that point that you would make it, oh my gosh. And then, um, but that would be something it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was, it was just the loneliness in my heart. Jesus just confronted. It was like, dude, you don't need that. You need me. Right? And, and so, so, like, that's the story. It's, it's just that. So I don't, you don't have to over-embellish. At the same time, uh, don't mask or hide, right? So don't, don't t sometimes we try to mask the ugliness. You're like, well, well I, I can't tell them. That I, I, like, guess what? Your ugliness is what probably speaks to somebody, okay? So I love you, but, like, that, that, that willingness to just share, be like, blah. Um, they need the blah. They need it, 
blah, 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 blah. I did not say blah, 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 blah. No, you did. Um, you got you to gotta share. That's uh, Hotel Transylvania, if you're wondering, okay? Um, kids, man, kids. Okay, number five. Uh, start sharing your testimony as often as you can with as many people as you can. And something changed in the front speaker. Anybody else hear that? Just me. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, somebody, somebody, yeah, we're good now. Uh, share, your, share, share your testimony as often as you can with as many people as you can. So uh, number one, pray and look for opportunities every day. Lord, I pray that you would give me eyes to see. I pray that you would help me, um, give me divine appointments to, to be able to share uh, my testimony with others. Uh, ask people if you can share. Somebody going to come to you, they're broken, they're messed up, they're going to say something. And so instead of just preaching at them, I want you to say, hey, can I, can I, can I share a quick story with you? It's like two minutes. And, and typically they're going to say yes. They may say no, but like you, at least you've asked. So we're not just going to bombard, right? Uh, three, remember that Jesus' love for you is enough. Okay, your story is not about your performance. Guys, if you think it is, and, and we all admitted earlier, we're not all killing it right now, then you will be silent because you'll all feel like you're not in good enough of a place right now to talk about Jesus. And the world without Christ gets a day closer to hell. Because we think it's about us when it's always about him, right? So just the simplicity. Jesus loved me and I'm a mess. He'll love you too. It'll be enough, right? Just, just keep it uh, that simple. Uh, six, make sure that it ends with an invitation, okay? You share your testimony. It should end with something like, come and see for yourself, right? What is the woman's testimony? Come and see the, the, the God who knows me, and in spite of knowing all the ugly stuff that you guys talk about behind your closed doors, he, he loved me. Just come and meet him. It's a come and see, right? Uh, would you like to know more? Uh, would you like to receive the love of Jesus? Uh, have something in there when you share your story, when, when there's an invitation. It needs an invitation. And lastly, trust the Holy Spirit to use your testimony and draw people to Jesus. Trust the Holy Your story is enough. But your words are necessary. Your story is necessary. Okay? Your story is necessary. The people that God puts in your path, they need to hear your story. And you have to start believing that about yourself. So I'm going to give you a couple application points, and we're going to do something a little different this morning. Uh, I want to remind you of our goal. Our goal is that every member here would be a missionary. Um, I want to remind you that, uh, as I said last week, if you are on the bench, you put yourself there. God doesn't have a bench in the kingdom. Everyone's supposed to be active. So if you're not out sharing your story, uh, that, that's on you. That's not on God, okay? Okay, so I just remind you that every member a missionary. So two things I want you to work on this week. Here's our application. Number one, I want to challenge you to work on your testimony. Work on your testimony. Um, we have sermon uh, discussion questions in your bulletin and in the digital notes. Those things are going to help you kind of craft your testimony. They can help guide you some. Those six pointers or eight pointers or whatever, however many pointers I gave you, seven pointers, um, will also help you kind of do that. So, so I want you to start uh, working on your testimony. Number two, uh, don't just work on it. You need to practice sharing it this week, okay? So practice sharing your testimony this week. Great, great place to start is in your home, y'all. It is. So, so teenagers, um, like, like, hey, you can actually go to mom and dad. Believe it or not, we love you, and we want to help you and guide you in spiritual things. Uh, so you could actually, like, hey, mom, dad, uh, Pastor Jason was talking about a testimony. I, could, could I, could I kind of practice with you? 
get all the awkwardness out with us, right? And then, and then when you go to school, you know, and we'll try not to say awkward parent things to you. We'll just listen, okay? Just good job. High five. Pound it. Uh, noggin. And then, and then you can go off and do it. So uh, it'll, be, it'll be fine. So, um, but but we, I want you to start sharing this week. I want you to start sharing this week. So, so here's what I want to do. When I preach about testimony, um, stuff happens, okay? So, so I'll just, I'll try to get out of the way here. But, but here's what happens um, without a doubt. Some of you here this morning, um, you have been sharing your testimony because you have a powerful testimony of life change, right? So, so your marriage almost fell apart. Uh, God saved it. And, and so you're sharing that testimony of, of victory, uh, and that's awesome that you're doing that. And, and, and what we're going to do here in a second is we're going to sing a song. Uh, we're actually going to have an invitation time. We haven't done that since before COVID. So we're, we're, we're done with COVID. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay, so we're going to do church again. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and so, so we're going to stand up in a second. I'm going to have you stand. We're going to turn down some lights. It's not crazy, although the sun's blaring in at this point. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to act like it got a little dimmer. Um, and you, not everybody can see you. And we're going to pray and do all this stuff, okay? But here's the deal. Some of you, um, man, you have been speaking, but your testimony has been about you're killing it. And, and that's awesome. And hey, if, if the Lord has done that work, then you stand up. Um, we're going to speak the name of Jesus over you. Just stand up and praise God and sing and thank him for the miracle that he's provided in your life. So that's, that's one group of people. But another group of people, um, another group of people, though, that's the group that uh, you don't know Jesus. So you don't have a testimony yet, right? So you don't have a testimony yet. And, and, and so um, that, that's, I, I, I want to invite you to come and to talk to myself, talk to Pastor John, talk to Franklin. We're all here. And we want to talk to you about how you can receive Jesus. Today could be the day that your testimony starts, right here and right now. Today could be the first day of your eternal life with God, today. And so, so we, want to, we, want to, we want to talk to you about that, okay? But then there's another group. And here's the deal. You, you know that you're supposed to be speaking. Like you know it. You feel it. You sense it. But you have honestly felt like you don't have anything to say because you're not killing it right now, right? And, and so maybe it was sin. And, and it, it, it snuck in again, right? You're a believer, but it, it just snuck in and it's, it's entangled you. Like, like maybe it used to be uh, that you had had deliverance from something like, like fear or anxiety. And you had a season where you had complete deliverance, but you're not experiencing that victory right now. So you're like, I don't have anything to say. Well, guess what? It's not about your performance. It is about the fact that Jesus loves you in spite of your fear, in spite of your anxiety, in spite of your battles with sin, that there is a Savior that knew you, that knew everything you'd ever do, that knew every day you'd ever struggle, and knowing every struggle you'd have, He willingly stepped out of heaven, stepped onto the cross, and said, this is how much I love you. And it'll never stop. And it'll never change. And on your worst day, I love you. And on your best day, I love you. And this is your story. It's about my love for you. And so every single day, you have something to boast. And so I'm going to invite you to come too. And it's twofold. Number one, man, I believe in deliverance, y'all. I believe in, in Jesus' ability to cast out demons and fear and anxiety and sin and, and, and give us an indwelling power to stand up and to fight and to overcome, I believe it, with all of my heart. And so if that's you and you're not experiencing, man, we're, we're just going to open up these steps. We're going to call it an altar. We're going to say, come get on your face. Let's go. And if you'll just come pray before the Lord, here's my promise. Somebody in this church will pray for you today. 
either a staff member will put a hand on a shoulder. We'll have ladies come pray for ladies. Men come pray for men. Somebody's going to pray for you. And I believe, I believe the Lord will work. Okay? But some of you just need this simple truth this morning. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna speak it over you again and again and again. Jesus loves you just the way you are. Jesus loves you right now today. And I know you're not experiencing all the freedom that you want today. But your testimony is just as strong today. In fact, it might be stronger today when you don't have it all together that the love of Christ is here for you. Would you come and experience that love this morning? So stand up with me, church. I'm going to ask you to stand up, everybody. We're going we're gonna to dim these lights. We can just probably shut them off. It's bright enough in here, y'all. All right, let's do that. So I, I wanna, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads for a second. We're going to pray. Uh, Pastor John's going to be up here. Catherine will be up here. Franklin will be up here. If you're one of those people, you, you never experienced the love of Christ, you want to talk to somebody about how to do that, our staff is up here to talk to you about how to receive Jesus. That's, that's going on. But many of you, I'm just asking you to come this morning and to pray. And you're praying because you want deliverance. And you're praying because... You need more than anything to be reminded how much God loves you just the way you are today. And we're going to invite you to come. Holy Spirit, have your way with us. Move in our midst. Get our butts out of our seats and to this altar that we might do business with you today. In Jesus' name we pray. And I'm going to ask you right now, it's going to take courage, but I want you to start coming. So you need prayer, you just come and you're just going to kneel. Right? I'm going to ask, when my students lead us out, our students are always good. Come on, students. I know some of you need prayer. You're not killing it. Come on. Come on. Right here. Right here. Come on. Let's go. Okay? I, I believe in them. I believe in their power. Okay? Come on. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Just come on. Anybody needs prayer, we're coming right now. We're going to start singing. Guys, you tell me in this church, nobody else needs prayer about their testimony. You're not a single person. If y'all are killing it, we'd be full in the second service, y'all. You're lying to me right now. Come on. Come on. I need deliverance, Pastor Jason. I need to be reminded of the love of God, Pastor Jason. I know we haven't had an invitation in two and a half years, y'all. But invitations are meant for response. So get your butts out of your seat. And if you've got something to pray about, come now and pray. We're going to sing. This altar is going to be open. We want to continue to have you come and to have you pray. And for every person that comes, we're going to have somebody pray over them this morning. And we are going to speak the name of Jesus over you. I pray this morning you would receive it. Let's go. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus Till every dark Starts to break, declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus, Cause your name is power, your name is healing. Your
just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus your name is power your name is healing your name is life break every stronghold shine through the shadows burn like a fire your name is power your name is healing your name Church, we're just going to keep speaking this over you. And uh, if there's not enough room for you here, that's fine. Where you are, it's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you need to receive what we are speaking, that name of Jesus just spoken, that deliverance spoken over you as, as they sing, just where you are, I just want you to raise your hand. Uh, that could be an act of surrender. You can, you can open them, kind of like, Lord, yes. You can, you can just raise them, yeah, that's me, God. Um, but we're just gonna we're gonna speak it over you and if you need to receive it if you're ready to to walk in the power that he provides i just want you to raise those hands where you are and we'll continue to speak this prayer over you make it your prayer guys from your heart make it make it your prayer from your heart shout jesus from the mountains jesus in the streets Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Your name is power, your name is healing, your name is life. Break every stronghold, shine through the shadows. would you forgive us for how often we get our stories mixed up 
that we honestly believe that they're about our performance. We're so performance-driven, God, and many of us came through the doors this morning. We've just felt like utter failure spiritually. I pray this morning, though, we leave filled with hope, filled with your love, reminding us that our story isn't about our performance, but it's about how much you love us in spite of our performance. And that's a story we can tell to everyone every day. God, I pray that you put those words in our mouth. For everyone that is asking for healing, I pray for the healing. I pray it would come. I pray that you would drive out sin and doubt and fear, anxiety, you name it, God. I pray that those we be replaced by your peace. I know that you can do that. We pray for restoration. But God, would you remind us that we do not have to wait until restoration is complete to have a story to tell. Our story is that you love wrecks like us. That's the story. So help us go out into a world that desperately is looking for love and simply share that story, God. We love you. We ask these things in your powerful, holy, and precious name. Amen.